Wouldn't it be great if there was a magic button you could push and all your dreams would come true? Or at least some of them. Well, I was reading Arnold Schwarzenegger's recent memoir, Be Useful, and in it he says, If there isn't one unavoidable truth in this world, it's that there is no substitute for putting in the work. People have tried to cut corners and skip steps in this process for as long as hard work has been hard. I love this because it's so true. If you want to see the results, you got to put the work in. And no, you can't cut corners. You can't skip steps if you want to create long-term success. It's one of the biggest myths we see in the wedding industry, and it can be dangerous for pros like you hoping to make it to the top. Try jumping three rungs on the ladder at once, and you might fall flat on your face. For instance, you can't simply raise your rates by 30, 40, or 50% at once just because your work is great and a planner told you you should charge more without putting in the work to create context and build value for that significantly higher price. But we see people do it all the time. And like people who are jumping up three rings, they end up falling flat on their face. In this episode, Katie and I are going to talk about several other myths about getting into luxury that prevent hardworking pros like you from making the move to elevate your business. We'll also discuss eight proven steps that even Arnold would support on your journey to create success for your business and your life. Quick note before we get going, if you're listening to this before February 7, 2024, our Sway Mastermind is officially open for enrollment. It's a complete level up for wedding pros interested in either A, moving into the luxury market, or B, trying to book more consistently at higher prices if you're already in the Monogram dance floor with affluent clients in the luxury space. Check out the link in the IG profile or go straight to idactionconsulting.com slash mastermind for more information on, on the ridiculous VIP offer that we're offering through February 1st that includes a lifetime discount on all of our services. Own Your Business is a podcast for event professionals who want to grow with proven approaches. I'm Sam Jacobson, a sales, pricing, and copywriting expert in the wedding industry. Throughout my career, I booked hundreds of events for millions in revenue. I've also led teams in premium and luxury markets. Now I coach people like you with my company, ID Action Consulting. It's not easy to run a business, especially if it's a business of one, because we aren't born knowing everything. Like you, I had experts who showed me the way when I was starting out and when I was ready to level up. I hope this podcast gives you the confidence to own your business. Katie Taylor Jacobson, two episodes in a row. I love that we're back. 2024. This could be your year. I wonder if we can get you on, I don't know, maybe more than half of the podcast. What do you think? Nope. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm glad to be back. Thanks for having me again. <laughs> You're well, well, you, here's the thing. I, you know, like we were talking about this earlier today. I mean, I like doing the ones where I talk and it's just me. I also love doing the ones where I get to talk with clients or other wedding pros. But I feel like the dynamic that we have where we get to make this a conversation is more snackable, easier for people to consume. Well, I think there's also a lot of husband and wife teams or, you know, couple teams where they kind of understand um, how sometimes the dynamic's a little testy. Uh, yeah. If you have listened to this podcast and you go back a few years, if you remember, Katie and I used to do this morning show called More Cowbell and we would do it live on Instagram. We did it for like 18 months, right, Katie? Where like... Every morning at 7 o'clock Pacific, we'd start off. But I tell you, sometimes we didn't get started until like 7.06 or 7.10. Or sometimes we actually didn't even show up that day, even though we tried. It was not for lack of effort. It was because if we would have actually kept going, we probably would have gotten divorced. <laughs> no, no, no. But you would have definitely seen a fight. That's for sure. 
Yeah, there was a lot of knee grabbing under the under the desk, you know, where where it'd be like that would be the knock it off. Like it's it was the physical like pineapple, pineapple. <laughs> Stop talking about it. Listen, being in a relationship and in business together, it can be a little uh, spicy at times. So, um, anyways, but no, thanks for having me. Uh, but I'm I'm confident that uh, our listeners, your listeners, want to hear more of you than me. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't we do this? We're going to talk about four myths about getting into luxury today. That's the uh, the little outline that I put together for us. And I, I kind of listed out the four myths that I wanted to talk about today. Why don't you ask me about these four myths and we'll just have a little conversation, see where it goes. So the myth is, the number one myth is, if you can get on enough planners lists or the who's who's list of whatever publication and you'll be set. Oh, man, I'm telling you, I see this one over and over and over again. I want to be clear. It's going to be helpful if you can get on a wedding planner's list. If you're a preferred vendor for a planner or even a venue, then it's a it's a giant leap in to the front of the line. And and that's good. And that's well and good. And you should do that. You know, a lot of luxury bookings don't happen without referrals from planners. But it comes with some caveats. Just because you get on the list doesn't mean you're going to get the bookings. So I want to I want to share a couple of things. Number one, there's only a few spots on those lists. the The best planners who are referring vendors downstream, they might do six, eight, ten, maybe twelve events a year if they're the only ones who are doing the planning. It, those kinds of events of that caliber, they can be you know two hundred, three hundred, four hundred, five hundred hours worth of work. And so if you go through and just you know think about working, you know say two thousand you know, hours a year, which would be 40 hours a week, 3000 hours a year would be 60 hours a week, you know, do the math. And it's just simple arithmetic. There's not that many weddings that they can refer you. You know, also there's a lot of people who are already on that list that are doing really well for that planner. And they have to kind of screw up to get off the list, which means that it's like one of those restaurants where they have servers who have worked at it, you know, for like 30 years and they have to retire for a spot to open up. And there's a whole long line of people who have been waiting for that position to open up. Same thing with planners, I think. Katie, you worked at Four Seasons. You were in control of the vendor list. I remember listening to you on a podcast. Like It's hard sometimes to get on the vendor list. There's not a lot of spots that are open. So I think it's kind of this myth that's out there that if you you can just make friends with the planner, you'll get on a list and then it's all gravy. But even if you do get on the list, congratulations, you just made it to the all-star game. It does not get any easier when you get on that list because every single person that you're going up against is also being referred with a throaty endorsement from that planner. Or if you're on a who's who's list like Harper's Bazaar or Brides, every other person that you're competing with in your comp set is also on that list, which means that you're now playing against the absolute best and it's tougher to stand out. Yeah, I think ultimately, you know, it, it's a it's a long game. And you, you, you've got to get on planners list, but once you get there, it's not going to be easy pickings for the kind of clients that you want to work with. So important, but not necessarily a shoe in for future success. All right. All good points. Uh, number two, your portfolio of work is the most important factor in getting a client. Yeah, you know, I, I think a, a portfolio is super important, but it's just table stakes. When you get to uh, a luxury level, it's just the ante 
It's what's expected. It's what you've got to pay to sit down at the table and have a chance at rolling the dice or seeing some cards. And and even if you have absolutely beautiful work, you know, it's not a sure thing that it's going to get you business. Again, just like being on the planners list or on the bride's top photographer or planners list, you know, you're competing with everybody else who's at that same level. And so it's really important to make sure that you're doing more than that. So yeah, your portfolio is important, but it's not going to be the factor that's going to get you across the line. This is when the intangibles that you offer are are going to take you a lot further than they would in the past. So things like your ability to communicate value and your ability to get along with and make the buyer feel comfortable or or you know, in this case it might be a planner that you're working with. Um, it could be how fast and how quickly and how clearly you communicate in emails or on discovery calls. Um, it, it could be, you know, social proof of having a really wide professional network that's more than just a person you're getting a referral from, but you know, some a situation where you're getting a lot of people who are, you know, providing throaty endorsements for you. So your portfolio of work is an important factor, but I don't think it's going to be the thing that's going to get you across the finish line as much as you might hope. A better product strategy doesn't really work in today's marketing and sales world. Yeah, sorry to interrupt you. I was just going to say, I mean, going back to last week's episode, you know, you can have beautiful work, but if you don't have, and it can be like truly like luxury work, but if it's not, if you don't have a luxury experience to go along with that, then, you know, there's a total disconnect and it's going to fall flat in the end and you won't get the referral from that client going forward. Yeah, every every opportunity that you have to work with a planner or with a client is a chance where you are interviewing for a future job, and and, and it is it is high stakes. If you make one mistake, that's all it takes for you to get tossed off the list or not get that word of mouth referral. Yep, absolutely. All right, number three: wealthy clients don't read marketing or sales collateral. Oh gosh, we hear this all the time. This should probably be the one in my book. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, when you're a hammer, all you see is nails, right? right. And, and I think as a copywriter, you know, it, there's almost like a personal affront to saying that your work is not important. But I think you and I have, we got into copywriting four plus years ago because we realized how important it was. You know, I, I do think that there are certain buyer types where words matter less, the dreamer buyer, maybe even the boss buyer. Um, but in, in the wedding world, it's not like one person is making the decision. There are multiple people making the decisions. Typically we marry the opposite of us or at least an adjacent to us. And so if you yourself don't like to read, it's very likely that the person that you're marrying or maybe somebody else who was involved in the decision-making process does like to read. I, I remember reading a, a book. Uh, it was, um, I think it's Dan, Dan Thompson, Dennis Thompson. He's kind of this old school guy. I don't like a lot of what he puts out, but I do like a few things. And I remember reading in one of his books, The No BS Guide to Marketing of the Affluent. He says, poor people have big TVs, rich people have big libraries. And I, I just love that because it's based off of the average American reading nine books a year, whereas the average affluent American reads 32 books per year, almost four times as much. It's it's in part something that that you know wealthy people have become... Um, you know, uh, culturized to doing as part of their life, which is learning. You know, I think people who are affluent are generally bright and educated and they recognize that they have to learn new things and that's going to come from uh, a lot of written material. 
you know, Katie, you taught me this, that when you go through and you think about your website and how many words it should have on it, whether it's a page or a proposal, it, you, you want to think about having, you know, roughly 250 to 300 words per minute as a guideline, a rule of thumb of how many words to put on to your site. And, and that means that, let's say, for instance, you felt like for your services, you needed to spend five minutes talking to somebody about it to explain it to them that you would need 1500 words to be able to do that and so if you would want to share five minutes worth of information about yourself and your story of origin and your values and what it is that you do for your clients then that would mean 1500 words would need to be written down and so a lot of the reason why people don't read a lot is because those words are not put together very well and I think in part that's because there's a lot of amateurs and rookies who are DIYing the copywriting that they do. And I'm not saying this is a pitch for our services. I'm just saying, just like you do something professionally for somebody who is a, an amateur or you would never say to DIY something as important as your wedding day, we we as copywriters, as website designers, we would say, hey, you know what? If you want to make it to the highest level and at a higher price point, you got to create a higher caliber experience. And Oftentimes, that's not going to come from DIYing it. So reach out to an expert, to a professional. Um, you know, I think that you'll find that if you write and create and design marketing and sales collateral, that people will spend time paying attention to it, especially on the second, third, fifth, tenth pass after they've skimmed it the first time or two. And the fourth one, I mean, there's so many, but the fourth one we're going to talk about today is charge more, work less. Yeah, you know, I put this one in here because I was on a panel that I hosted uh, back in December with four greats in the photography world. Charla Story, Abby Jew, Joni De Silva, and Katie Mary. And, you know, we were talking about this myth that's out there that when you get a charge more at the luxury level, that you just get to make more and work less. And that's not actually what happens. Better experiences take more time on your part. And there's more work to do to meet the expectations of clients at, at higher price points. And so, you know, when, when you look at the amount of hours that you put into each one of your clients, you'll find that over the course of the year, you, you may spend as much, if not more time working with your clients, even though you're doing fewer events. So if you're currently, you know, working with say 25 or 30 clients a year at $5,000 and you want to get to the point where you can charge $10,000. Yeah, you you may do, you know, 10, 12, 15 events instead of 25 or 30, but you are going to work the same if not more for those 10, 12, 15 clients as you did those 25 to 30. They expect more from you, you've got to deliver more from you if you're going to provide the kind of experience that's going to create that word of mouth opportunity for you to grow your business. So, what do people need to focus on, Sam? Yeah, so I, I made this list of eight things that I feel like wedding pros who are interested in elevating their business need to focus on. Take note here, if you're if you're listening and, and editing or if you're listening and driving, this might be the point in the conversation where you want to go back to. We're about 15 minutes in or so. And that's because th this is really the the critical path for what I have seen over the last 16, 17 years to get from 
you know, mid-market to premium or premium to luxury. This is what it's going to take. Here they are, eight separate things that you should focus on. Number one, create a strong referral base with planners, yes, and also include venues. And remember your clients. So a strong referral base with planners and venues and especially your clients. Number two, share marketing messages that trigger your ideal client's biggest desires. This is something that most people in the wedding industry are skipping over. There's been a lot of talk over these last couple of years about ideal client avatars, and I think those are great. But what a lot of people who are building those ideal client avatars focus on are the names and the ages and where they live and what kind of job they have and where they like to shop and what countries they like to visit for you know holiday. It's got to be so much more than that. You've got to get into the ethographics, what what their ideal client values and 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 believes, and also the psychographics. What are their psychological drivers and motivations? What are they driven by internally? When you know those things, you can create messages that trigger those desires and concerns in a way that's going to help them find your services appealing. So that's that's number two. Number three, build a solid website that does the heavy lifting for you. Gosh, Katie, when you and I first started doing wedding sales, there was a lot of people who just called directly from their phone to our phone, where we had corded phones in the office. And then it moved to email. And post-pandemic, over the last few years, it's really easy for people to feel more comfortable doing a lot of this, the, the purchasing experience without ever talking to anybody. And so that means that your, your storefront and, and the way that you merchandise your business and your services has to do a lot of the heavy lifting for you. So a solid website, super, super important. And that's going to be a combination of those messages that are going to trigger your ideal client's desires, the photos that you select and what those communicate, especially for emotional triggers, the copy, and not just the content of the copy, but the way that it's laid out for you. Number four thing that you should focus on, style stretching and situational selling. You've got to know how to communicate differently with different buyer types. And this is something that we feel like is a real secret sauce to the ingredients that we know find success for our clients and for you who listen to this podcast. When you know how to communicate differently with different people, you can make it easy for them to buy something from you. Number five, the trifecta of success, especially at the highest levels, and that is building value, creating desire, and providing reassurances. This is especially important as you get to the end of the buyer's journey when the top criteria are price and risk in the buyer's mind. And so you want to build that value to equal that high price. Part of that is by creating desire, and then you want to reduce the risk, assuage their anxieties by providing reassurances, especially in the form of social proof and throaty endorsements from word-of-mouth references. Number six, an extraordinary proposal that sells to all of the decision makers, not just the person who inquired or the person that you talked to, not just the planner, but everybody who is involved in making the decision. Your proposal is your pitch. You don't do it on the the, the first phone call. It's not a sales call. It, it, it's not even a consultation. It's a discovery call. You're trying to qualify the buyer, see if it's a good fit for you. When you discover that it is, then you can move on to proposing your services. That custom proposal or tailored proposal that sells to all decision makers, super, super crucial. Number seven, you have to have a reinforcing welcome experience when you do get a contract and deposit. You can't let it go without celebrating the fact that they are now part 
of the club of clients who are working with you. It's got to be more than just a, a welcome guide or a bottle of bubbly or a handwritten note. You've got to really make them feel like they chose correctly when they they went with you over all of the other people. If you can reinforce them with that end experience, it'll last in their memory and you'll get a lot more referrals as well as happy clients throughout the client journey. Number eight, over-deliver throughout the entire client journey. This is something that we as a company are focusing on more of because we know how crucial it is to creating that flywheel, that that virtuous cycle of word of mouth referrals from clients and, and planners and vendors and anybody who's working with you. If you can deliver, over-deliver on a really great client experience, you're going to get more recommendations from people, especially at the at the luxury level where word of mouth is kind of the currency of the realm. So these are the top eight things that that I I can I can think of. You know, it's the best way that we know how to share the information and guide you through uh, a comprehensive approach to creating uh, a marketing and sales and service experience for luxury buyers. And that's why we've filled our Sway Mastermind which is open January 29th through February 7th with a cornerstone of these eight core fundamental skills that all of our masterminders learn. If you don't know about the Sway Mastermind, it's a really great 12-month immersive program. This is our third year that we've had some sort of iteration of it. Uh, We're going to meet three times a month over those next 12 months, twice for group training sessions once for an accountability and co-working session. Everybody who's enrolled in the in the program gets access to our brand new library of sales masterclasses, over eight hours of content pre-recorded that you get to keep forever. You get one-on-one time with me to guide you through whatever your business needs most. We offer templates, guides, and tutorials, including really impactful collateral for planners and venues and, and clients like sales proposal template, where we actually do the copywriting for you. You get positioning reports with an ideal client avatar that focuses on those ethographics and psychographics as long as well as the the messaging direction that, that we would provide for you and your business. And finally, you get audits on key areas like your portfolio and your website and the key points in your sales process. So it's it's a very comprehensive program. Uh, this mastermind is filled with a community of like-minded, similarly positioned wedding pros who are, are looking to learn from and call on each other for support. So I'm going to share a couple more myths out there that you might have heard of in the wedding industry. So we'll make this number five and number six. Here's the biggest myth that I know of in the wedding industry. And that's that as the boss of your own company, you're supposed to have all the answers already. But here's the thing. You aren't born knowing everything. There are lots of ways to read success. Trial and error is costly. Learning from your own mistakes is painful. Faking it till you make it creates unnecessary anxiety. Throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks takes a lot of time. Why waste time and spend more money than you have to and make it stressful along the way if you can instead just raise your hand, say, I don't know, and I need help, and then get the guidance that you need to avoid all those pitfalls that slow everybody else down. So here's the sixth myth. You're not ready to level up because you don't have all the prerequisites in place. You don't have enough incredible images in your portfolio yet. You aren't charging enough yet. You're not experienced enough yet. 
you don't have enough followers on Instagram yet, or you aren't extroverted enough, or you don't have a bunch of planners who throw clients your way. I'm going to let you in on a little secret. You don't get all those things and then sign up for a mastermind group. That's like getting in shape before you hire a personal trainer or a nutritionist. Don't do that. Don't wait. I want to be clear. There's no easy button to push to get into the luxury space or book consistently once you get there. It takes hard work, like all good things in life. Hiring a personal trainer doesn't mean you don't do the work. You've got to show up. But it's a hell of a lot easier and much more likely to be successful if you have that person in your life leading the way. I mean, what's the alternative? Keep doing what you've been doing? Hope for another boom year like 2022? Look, I wish it was easier to stand out in a crowd or marketplace. Or ask newbies to stop undercutting you. Or tell couples to educate themselves before they reach out to you. Go to a conference and expect referrals to pour in immediately afterwards. But that's not how it works. you got to make your own luck. You've got to do the activities that give you the results that you're looking for. If you want to level up into luxury or get a stronger foothold if you're just now getting there, you've got to make the effort. For most of the people who join our Sway Mastermind, they'll book one more event and recoup their investment. And the second booking creates that ROI. And the lessons you learn are with you for an entire lifetime. We hope that you'll join us for 2024 with our Sway Mastermind. If you're interested, go to idactionconsulting.com slash mastermind to learn more and sign up when you're ready to take the next step with your business. I hope to see you each week when we all come together to learn how to get better. Thanks for listening to this episode. Boom. That's it for this episode on Own Your Business. If you've heard me on a stage or a workshop or someone else's podcast, you know I have a hard time keeping it short, but I know you're busy. So thanks for spending time with me today. You have a ton of options for guides when it comes to getting you to where you want to go. I hope you found someone you can continue to trust. If you have a friend who could use practical strategies to own their business, please share this episode with them. If you can't think of anyone in particular, we settle for a quick review on whatever podcast platform you listen through.